1: Welcome, everyone. This is Scaling Up Services. I'm Bruce Eckfeld. I'm your host. And our guest today is Kevin Perlmutter. He is Chief Strategist and Founder at Limbic Brand Evolution. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about branding. We're going to talk about what goes into branding. Uh, Kevin's got a pretty interesting take on how you really develop a brand, uh, how you make connection, how that process works, and, and how you develop that successfully for a business. It's going to be an interesting conversation. I think this is a particularly uh, important topic for service-based businesses, just because we're often dealing with sort of intangibles. Uh, We don't have physical products to kind of focus on. So the brand, your brand, your brand reputation, you know, how people think of you, how people connect with you is going to be really, really important to the success of your business. So I'm excited for that. With that, Kevin, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. So why don't we start with a little bit of your background? Just how did you get into branding? How did you develop this limbic approach to branding? Tell us the story. Tell us the
0: background. Yeah, I'd love to tell you the story. So I have been working as a Brand consultant for for many years. I started in advertising, where I was for about sixteen years, and then after that, I moved to a company called Interbrand, which is one of the larger global brand consultancies. Where I was a brand strategist, leading client relationships, leading strategy evolution, identity evolution. I launched a customer experience practice there at the beginning days of customer experience practices, yeah. and um, it was a fantastic experience to understand how to help businesses and brands evolve, and then. I moved on to a music studio that focuses on sonic branding. And at this studio, my job was actually to help the business grow and evolve and scale. As I was the internal business architect, helping with offering expansion, innovation, and different ways that the work that they did as musicians and composers could become more valuable in the marketplace.
1: Just explain sonic branding a little bit. Or, 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 what do we mean by that? What is the actual work product that you're focused on?
0: Well, it's creating sounds for brand identity. So like a brand has a visual identity, this is a sound identity. And the company that I worked for did this both for entertainment companies, so uh, programming on television that's very familiar to people like news programming and sports programming and shows. And it also does it for brands. So brands like AT&T are clients of this Company, Interesting.
1: Yeah. I, I do, I'm just kind of mentally thinking about all the little little music or little tones and things that I, I think about, you know, whether it's the Intel inside. I think they have a little they snippet do. that plays and stuff. It, it's interesting because I, I never thought about that as something you would brand. But yeah, obviously, I mean, it, it has an emotional connection or has a connection to
0: something and, and hearing it, it. It definitely does. And that's, that's what's uh, become so fascinating. And it's a key component of the work that I'm doing now. So after leaving the music studio, I decided it was tied with the reason why I left the music studio was because it was time for me to launch my own practice, my own yeah. consulting business. And I formed Limbic Brand Evolution. And Limbic focuses on helping businesses evolve and grow with a distinct focus on emotion. So, my whole practice area takes all the wonderful things that I was able to do and learn and experience at the places that I've worked. So, I take from Inner Brand the brand strategy consulting and the customer experience consulting and helping brands evolve their business strategy and their identity so that they could stand out in the world and be unique and differentiated. And it takes what I did at the music studio, where I was responsible for two things primarily. One was helping the business grow and expand and scale and serve the needs. Needs of its customers in better ways, but I was also responsible for research. I created a research capability there with a wonderful outside partner that was rooted in neuroscience-based, behavioral science-based research techniques to understand the impact of emotion on people and their behavior interesting so and that's
1: that's worked. the limbic the limbic reference is the limbic brain you know i'm assuming you didn't want to call it the lizard brain brand <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you, you got it you're so familiar with this it's wonderful so not everybody is aware that limbic is uh comes from the limbic part of our brain which controls emotion motivation behavior and memory yeah. so i've called myself limbic brand evolution because my distinct focus area is around those things emotion yeah. motivation behavior and memory and i'm all about helping brands evolve with that focus.
1: Yeah, I love it so you, you launch your own agency I, I mean I'm just from a business point of view I'm always fascinated when people decide to kind of go off on their own what was that experience like what worked for you what didn't what were some of the surprises you ran into
0: it's been incredible in every way possible i mean yeah. so I've been working for nearly 25 years over 25 years somewhere in that range and this is the first time I'm actually an entrepreneur and it's been a, a very it's been a very interesting ride i'm responsible for everything mm-hmm. as you know a lot of your listeners are entrepreneurs or started small and have grown and scaled. And I'm in that same boat. So it's an, it's a new thing for me. But what I love about it is that I'm able to take the best of who I am and the best of what I do and the things that I most enjoy doing, the things that I'm most motivated by, and I'm able to help clients who need those services.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. And so tell us a little bit about some of the work you've been doing and, and how now that you're kind of focusing on your own you know service offerings how do you actually approach clients what are you helping them with who tends to be your the company that the companies or types of companies
0: you work with well i'm helping clients create stronger connections with the people that they want to reach so i'm very focused on what people are emotionally motivated by i'm very focused on helping those connections grow and expand through shared motivations and things that would um, be valuable to people in terms of Producer, I'm going to cut that and start that. Yeah, that's fine. good. <laughs> um, so give me, can you give me a lead in, Bruce? I'm yeah. So,
1: so tell me a little bit about the uh, types of companies you typically work with, what your services look like, how are you helping them? Give us a little insight on what you're doing today.
0: Yeah. So I'm working with companies to help them create more desire for what they're all about with this focus on emotion, helping um, them find the customers and appeal to the customers that will be most motivated by what they're all about so i'm working with service based businesses i'm working with other types of brands mm-hmm. and really looking at what they are doing in the world what are, what are the things in the world that they are there to accomplish what are they most motivated by why did they start this business great brands great businesses actually start because they have a vision for what their role is in the world. They think they can make a difference. Yeah. They think that it's an opportunity to uh, improve something for people. And oftentimes the companies that I'm working with you know, they start out that way, but they get a little lost. They get a little off track mm-hmm. and they start focusing on all of the benefits that they think are going to be most important to people that are not actually emotionally motivating.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I always say that that a lot of times people, people lose their way because they start chasing short term money. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they, they see exactly. an opportunity to make a buck and they're like, oh, I'll, you know, I need a buck. Let's go do that. But they, it, oftentimes they start getting off brand or they're getting off their core. And, and that's a lot of, I mean, a lot of times when I come into companies, it's about stripping out all the things they've started doing that are not really based on their core purpose and their, their
0: core capabilities. Um, yeah, it's exactly what I'm finding as well. So yeah. when I'm working with a brand, the first thing that I want to understand is how to help them focus. How do you get back to who you are? What makes you um, whole as a company? What you're there to do at your core? What are you most emotionally motivated by as a business owner, as a brand leader to do for people in the world? And the second thing I want to do is help them connect with the people that they want to reach. So to do that, in order to truly connect with someone, you really need to understand what motivates them and what they care about. So I will focus then on how do their desired customers want to feel. What are the things that they need in their lives that are missing? What are the things that is most important to them? And I'm looking for that intersection. I'm looking for that sh- that intersection of emotional motivation. And in my business, I call that limbic sparks. And limbic sparks happen when your audience is most is limbic sparks happen when your audience is emotionally motivated by what you're all about and that's the single focus of my whole business is helping to create those limbic sparks for business leaders and brand owners well it's
1: interesting and i'm I'm fascinated about that by how you actually do this because i it's uh, you know so so much of business is kind of logical and rational or at least you know appears logical and rational like we sit down and we develop a strategy and we want to you know understand the customer so we go talk to them and you know, say like, well, well, what are you looking for? What are your needs? And and oftentimes, I find that there can be a big difference between what someone tells you they want and what and how their behavior, <laughs> you know, really is. You know, it's like people often don't know; they can't verbalize, or they they're not conscious of really what is driving them motivationally. And if you try to do it through kind of rational conversation, you will often both miss important parts and often go down the wrong path in terms of really understanding how you're going to connect with folks. So I'm curious how you gonna get by, how you get get through that kind of bias of Think that thinking bias that that I think skews a lot of the, uh,
0: the insights. You're, you're absolutely right. And my approach is very inquisitive, and it's rooted in behavioral science yeah. approaches and techniques. So when I'm looking to understand what motivates people, I, I can't go in and ask them overt and rational-oriented questions. I really need to get around the issues. I need to go deeper than the surface of answers that they might give. I I might want to use techniques like metaphor elicitation to understand how people feel about certain things without keying them into the idea that I'm asking them about something specific. So an example of that might be, um, an example of that might be when you're working, when you're working with a client for, um, yeah,
1: so just give me an example of like a, a technique that you've
0: used to actually sit down with a, a client
1: or their end customer to really get at the insights of of what they're what's
0: motivating them to
1: make a connection.
0: Yeah, I think that's most important is finding out what's motivating them. So I want to understand what is it that they're most excited about when they're part of this experience, or what is it that they're most frustrated about. Yeah. What is it What unmet needs are there in the experience that um, are causing some disruption in their lives and how? How could this brand actually improve the way they approach these people to solve and serve those needs? Yeah.
1: Do you find I'm curious, uh, I mean, I, when the, the work that I've done or the research that I've done on kind of motivating around sales and and decision making and kind of connecting, you know, in, in the kind of uh, selling or the persuasion process and sort of the, the difference between uh, kind of positive motivators and and kind of fear-based motivators. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, people will, will respond much more to kind of fear or uh, avoiding loss uh, than kind of positive, positive uh, implications. What's, what's your kind of take on that based on the work you've done in terms of what what are the motivating emotions that you can kind of key on as a, as a brand when you're looking to connect with customers?
0: Yeah, I think it's a really interesting thing because there are some categories that really do play into fear. Yeah. And it's not a place that I typically want to go. The most important question that I'm trying to solve is how do you want people to feel and you want people to feel positive you want people to feel like their needs are being served you want people to feel like they're a valued customer you have their back you're taking care of them and that's a really important thing you can't be talking too much about yourself Mm -hmm. and you can't be talking too much about the problems that are going to occur if you're not there you should really be talking about how you're going to solve things for people and one of the things that I like about the work and the way I approach it is that I'm stripping out a lot of the cumbersome strategy frameworks and ideals that some of the consultancies that I've worked with in the past um, bring into the process. A lot of times it's a very cumbersome process. There are a lot of people involved. There are lots of layers. And there's also just tons and reams of work that need to happen to get the job done. And what I've really focused on um, is an experience for my clients that's also emotionally motivating. It's a very simple experience. It can be done efficiently where I'm helping them focus, connect, and expand. I'm helping them quickly, in a very fun environment, understand what it is that they're all about and they're most motivated by. We're unearthing insights, whether through existing conversations, existing data, or primary research on what their audience is most motivated by. And we're finding those connections to create those limbic sparks. We're identifying what's most emotionally motivating to each, the shared emotional motivation. And then we can quickly come to what is the unique and desirable brand position that they could own? How can they most appeal to the people that they want to reach and then expand into the areas that they want to expand into to better serve those customers? So I'm trying to make things simple. I'm trying to make Mm, it less cumbersome. I'm trying to make it easy. And it's all about what people care most about. So it's, it's a lot of fun to have those conversations.
1: And So let's talk about an example. Can you talk about a client that you've worked with, their kind of situation or, or where they were struggling and then how you kind of approached it so we can kind of see how this really plays out in a real kind of
0: application with a brand? Certainly. So I recently did work with the at t Performing Arts Center, which is a large nonprofit in Dallas, mm-hmm. and this organization... This organization is incredible. They have lots of uh, lots of people that they serve in the community and they put on performances on mul- in multiple venues, multiple amazing buildings and, and stages that they are part of. And they have dance. They have theater. They have they have um Broadway shows that they bring in. They serve local artists. And the challenge that they were facing was that they were a bit misunderstood in the community or people weren't necessarily aware of all that they had to offer. And unfortunately, a lot of people in the community weren't feeling that it was a place for them, like they were they just didn't know how to approach the organization or what they could do there and, and maybe even didn't know as much about the organization as, as, as everyone hoped that they should. Yeah. So when they approached me, the opportunity that we looked at was to understand what was most emotionally motivating to this organization. What were they there to do? What was their purpose in the world? And to evaluate whether or not they were truly expressing it in that way and to also understand what's most motivating to the community and why the community would want to be a part of this and what information they were missing to have positive associations and use this organization in the way that everyone was hoping for
1: yeah what, what so were what some we, of the motivators and i'm curious what what were the things they they realized or they identified as being but the things they wanted to they wanted their their customers or their users to feel like when you, when you really got into understanding the brand and what they were about were there kind of key key things you identified with them in terms of yes. experiences
0: Certainly. This organization I learned through the discovery process that I went through with them is that they are super passionate about the performing arts. This is a group of people who truly enjoy what they do. They bring these wonderful performances to their stages. They support the community in ways that are incredible in terms of helping low-income community parts of the community experience the arts and ignite their passion and find new opportunities for um, enjoyment and even potential career. They are helping artists in the community get access to these great stages, and they're helping all of Dallas really enjoy the best of the, the live-performing arts that the city can offer. And they're doing so in a, in a way that is is really appealing to the people who show up there. But Unfortunately, the way they were expressing themselves up to the point that we we created some work together was they were talking a lot about what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And they were talking a lot about their venues, which are are quite incredible. Their tagline was staging the amazing. And it was a very well thought out approach. But unfortunately, it wasn't connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And what we did was we helped them transition from about us to for you. And we transitioned the tagline to yours to discover and their tone of voice and the way they are approaching the market right now with their language is about welcoming and inviting people in. It's about letting them know all there is to discover. It's about how they are igniting passion in people and inspiring students and even cultivating advocates. So as a nonprofit, they're, they're funded by the city, mm-hmm. by the sales, and by the donations and sponsorships of advocates for the arts. So helping helping even the advocates realize that by contributing, by being a part of this, they are actually helping fuel the mission of the organization to cultivate a love and passion for the performing arts for everyone in Dallas to enjoy. Yeah. So it recently launched and it's still rolling out. There's a lot of work that they need to do to continue to get the message out. Um, but it was a big shift in mindset and, and in voice and approach Uh, really focused on the shared emotional motivation between them and the people that they want to reach.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that idea of making it more about your customer and less about you is, is probably good advice for just about any brand. I think like people often get kind of get in their head about who they, you know, who they're trying to be rather than figuring out how they can connect with folks. And talk to me more about these sparks because I like this idea that, you know, doing this research, getting this understanding, like really figuring out what are these moments and these opportunities and, and emotions that you want to evoke as part of that connection. Tell me about the sparks. How do you really identify that? And then what do you do with that? Once you find
0: a spark or an, an opportunity for a spark, how do you create 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 a real strategy in terms of making that happen? Well, the way I'm thinking about Limbic Sparks is based on an understanding of the ROI that has been proven by many others before me about the role that emotion plays in decision making. Mm -hmm. So when brands connect with someone at an emotional level, they're 52% more valuable than just brands that people find to be highly satisfying. So some brands actually think that highly satisfied is the top of the scale, but it's really about emotionally connected, and Harvard Business Review published that stat. There's other research that goes in the other direction that says that brands that have frustrating or impersonal experiences um, lose about 46 percent of their customer base people will abandon the brand yeah and one of the most important stats that um that i focus on in my business is that emotion is the largest driver of loyalty in the customer experience all other things considered when people are emotionally made to feel well in a customer experience they are going to be more loyal to that brand based on that than any other factor. So when I'm looking to create Limbic Sparks, I'm leaning into all of that research and all of that data that's out there that says, if you make people feel good and you connect with them emotionally, then it's going to help you scale your business. It's going to help you grow your relationships. It's going to lead to more desire, greater engagement, more loyalty, and ultimately growth. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I'm focused on creating limbic sparks and why I'm trying to weed out so many of the other factors that get in the way of a very clear and simple strategy that help business leaders and brand leaders evolve. Yeah. I really want business and brand leaders to not think that strategy has to be this very long process or this detailed process that gets into things that they just don't have time for. It's really about spending some time to focus on what do you care most about and how are you going to get the word out in a way that connects with people emotionally?
1: Yeah. Well, and I like that idea. I, mean, I always you know, talk about you know that strategy is really that process of deciding what you really want to focus on. And then, you know, operationally, you know, how do you how do you How do you connect with with on those things and not on everything else right? So it's about making a, a a very limited set of choices and I like this idea that from a limbic you know kind of strategy that you're looking at what are the really emotions that I want to evoke in, in what kind of customers and then how do I really focus on that and because I think a lot of people you know they they're still kind of especially these early stage companies you know if you're under Fifty million in revenues, you're still kind of chasing, you know, money. You're still trying to. Ch- you're, you're coming with all these products and services, and you're trying to take them to market, and it just gets very confusing. And um, you know, the customers get confused because they don't understand exactly what you stand for. Your uh, your employees get confused because you're not sure exactly what you're delivering. Uh, and I think that um, you know, this is a great strategy for really sort of focusing that and and getting a company, getting a leadership team, getting your employees around a, a very kind of clear, concise set of this is what. We want to achieve. This is the impact we want to have on these people. And if you can do that, you know, you, it's much easier to scale a business. I mean, it's it's very hard to scale it if you haven't focused.
0: Thank, yeah, thanks for saying that. The work, the work that I do, actually leads to all of those types of um, solutions. So yeah. when when we focus on um, how we're going to create limbic sparks, and we come up with that core strategy platform, it could go in in two different directions. Uh, sometimes the brand has all the business pieces in place, and it really is just about making sure everybody is focused on the right thing. Um, we, they understand how to communicate. Maybe we will affect their tone of voice. Maybe it will affect their brand identity. Uh, maybe we will affect their communications or the experiences. But on the flip side, sometimes I'm working with a brand that needs to build some resources in-house after yeah. the work we do so that they can actually deliver on the brand opportunity that exists for them. Yeah. So there might be an opportunity to position yourself in a certain way so that you are best expressing yourself, so that you are connecting with people at that emotional level, but you don't have the the tools or the training or the resources. And what I help those brands do is put together um, a plan for growth. So how are they going to, uh, what What are the business pieces that they need to put in place to make sure that their marketing um, is going to be most robust and in, 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 in that direction? Do they have the right expertise in-house to deliver on that promise? Are the customer experiences set up in the right way? Or do they need some Some thoughts on what a plan is so that over a few months they could evolve to become the business that they want to be and be a desired brand.
1: Yeah how yeah. how did you get started so uh, you know someone listening to this is you know running a service business they're uh, you know they've they've got a successful company I mean they're making money they're getting they're, they're getting revenue but they're trying to figure out how to grow um, they realize that you know strategy is is key to that and they're trying to understand how to make some of these strategic decisions and this whole idea of you know the emotional connection the limbic sparks where, where would you start or how would you advise them in terms of you know starting that process or starting this thinking of Around you know what what emotional connection you want to have, who you want to have it with, how do you
0: start strategizing around that, and then putting there a plan? Yeah, I I always like to say that it starts with a conversation because I really don't have this cookie cutter approach that I'm trying to push onto everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, my my core values as a as a person and as a business are very very simple and clear. It's about helping them make stronger connections with the people they want to reach. So in that first conversation. I get to understand a little bit more about where they feel they might be struggling and what their business goals and needs are. And then if we take it further, We can start to investigate more deeply what it is that they're all about, what it is that the customers they're looking to reach need and want to feel, and then we can start prioritizing how we go about solving that need for them. So sometimes it starts with some deep dive into customer understanding. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it starts with conversations with their employees and with their um, with some of their key stakeholders to really understand how it is that this brand can become more appealing in the eyes of the people that they want to reach. There are many ways that it can go, but it always starts with that first conversation.
1: Yeah, and do you find I'm I'm just kind of curious in terms of the clients you you work with or the the people you speak to about about this kind of process and the strategy? Do you find that some leaders are more kind of in tune, just naturally in tune with some of these issues or, or some of this way of thinking, and some are, are not? I don't want to I mean I kind of think of things like emotional intelligent kind of um, ideas, but I don't know, I don't know if you know if if you see that there is kind of mindsets or ways of thinking that allow some of these brands or allow some of these leaders to to kind of tap in this more quickly and and what needs to kind of get developed
0: in the leader themselves to really engage in this kind of thinking. The most successful relationships that I have with clients are the ones where the leaders are aware that there's something that needs to be fixed and they're willing to take a few steps in that direction. They're not too hung up on some of the things that they've done in the past or yeah. they recognize that there's an opportunity. And what I'm able to do from an outside perspective, from a behavioral science perspective, just from the years of experience I have working with you know some very large brands and nonprofits, I really can open their eyes to some things that they might not have thought about. And then, you know, I always say that the brand is not mine. The brand is Mm, theirs. They need to be willing and, and interested in taking the steps that I'm recommending. And if they're not, maybe we need to keep going a little bit and find the steps that they're most comfortable with. Because it really is about the brand being true to itself and growing and scaling in the way that is most appropriate for the leader of that business. And if they want to be successful, there are many ways to be successful And we'll help them find them. We'll help them because I don't want to change a company's uh, core. I don't want to change a leader's instincts. But I do want to shed some light on things that they should consider so that they can feel comfortable evolving in a way that could lead to some real growth.
1: Yeah. Kevin, this has been great. Uh, if people want to find out more about you, about uh, the system, about limbic branding, what's the best way to get that information?
0: Well, I have a website. It's limbicbrandevolution.com. So that's L-I-M-B-I-C, brandevolution.com. And there's a lot of detail on the way I approach the work that I do. There's a blog with a bunch of articles that I've written and some other resources. If they want to get in touch with me directly, I'm at Kevin at limbicbrandevolution.com and I'm also on LinkedIn. Great. I'll make sure that the,
1: uh, the links and the email address and everything is in the show notes so people can click through and, and get that information. Again, Kevin, thank you for taking the time today. Great conversation. I think this is a really interesting topic, one that I, I don't think many leaders, many CEOs, uh, founders uh, think about a whole lot until they really kind of get to this point of figuring out how they're going to grow on scale. So this has been really helpful. I appreciate
0: the time. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Scaling Up Services with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt.